across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. It is a Jet Set Breakfast on this Sunday morning, and we're opening up our conversations by talking uh, to South African Zach Borte. He's an extreme adventurer and former Navy uh, combat officer. I can't even imagine what, when I think Navy combat officer, I think I, I think Chuck Norris in uh, Steven Seagal movies. Good morning to you, Zach. How are you doing? Hi, good morning. I'm doing great, and it's such a pleasure to be able to join you this morning. Uh, lovely <laughs> no we appreciate it indeed i must say when i think co- like navy combat officer really the images that gets conjured up in my mind definitely steven seagal a combination of steven seagal and chuck norris out in the world doing the most <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i think it's uh it's just to to create a differentiation between all the different branches in the Navy mm. and to, to indicate that uh, I was a, a seagoing officer uh, serving on, on different types of uh, warships in the South African Navy. Okay. Um, yes, but definitely no Stephen Seagull, uh, <laughs> Chuck Norris kicking or anything. No, no, in the Navy we, we do it with a lot more decorum. <laughs> um, but uh, no, it was a great time uh, of my life. Uh, yeah. I spent 17 years in the Navy wow. in various posts, uh, and that definitely prepared me for, for my row, my solo row from, from Cape Town to Rio, uh, because I had the, the background and the experience uh, of serving at sea, so I yeah. knew how to navigate and to, to deal with the sea and storms and shipping and, and other things like that that yeah. I had to, to cope with. Now, what would make one say one day, you know what? I actually want to do a solo row across the transatlantic. I mean, for most of us, we can't even ferry from Cape Town to Robben Island. And here you are saying, I wanted to just be by myself in the open seas, you know, for almost three months. You know, it's all about uh, how we define our own adventures. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the time people think, you know, adventures, as in my case, is that you have to be outdoors in the mountains or at sea. Mm. But each person has their own adventures, you know. So your adventure could be to to support a community, you know, have a feeding scheme for a community or to start a new company or, Mm. or, or anything like that. So in my case, it's just a bit different and, <laughs> and more extreme and more of a traditional adventure. Yeah. But again, it goes about our goals that we set for ourselves in, in, in what uh, we want to do in order to be able to, to make a difference to, mm. to, to other people and to our families. Mm. Now, Zach, was there particular, I know, uh, you know, a lot of the times when we come across these stories on on the news of people either hiking, uh, you know, across provinces or scaling the Himalayas, sometimes people do it for a cause over and above themselves and over and above just their own personal, I can do it, uh, you know, was there something attached to, to this particular solo row? Uh, yes, yes, most definitely. You know, fundamentally, it was for for me as mm. as a dad to be able to to show my my kids that whenever you set your mind to something, mm. you can achieve it regardless of what it is. Mm. Uh, there is a process, you know, of of setting goals e- e- efficiently, 
so that was a very, very big part of it. But the secondary part of it also was because I'm an outdoor adventurer mm. and I love nature, it was to create awareness for sustainable development. Uh-huh. Uh, I think, you know, in, in this date and time, we all have to take ownership of taking care of this planet. Mm. And I wanted to say to people, you know, t- uh, just do it in, in a small way. You don't have to be an activist or, or anything like that. But in a small way, in your daily practice and what you do from day to day, just try and make a few lifestyle changes that will support, you know, taking care of this lovely planet that we live on. Yes, and that in, in turn uh, has taken care of us so beautifully. So was was there a plan to, to this whole process? So, you, you know, you, you get, and also what kind of, what are we rowing on when we are doing the solo row? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, in, in answering both those questions, when I decided to, to do the row, my first challenge was that I needed a, a, a rowing boat. Mm. An ocean rowing boat is a very, very specific and, and particular design. Okay. It's very much like a lifeboat, so uh, it shouldn't sink, but they said the same of the Titanic. <laughs> so I have to put that disclaimer on there. But it is designed to stay afloat in, in really difficult situation and also to self-right. So mm-hmm. that if I end up in a big storm and a, a wave would roll me over the boat would come up by itself okay. uh, and obviously there's none of those available in South Africa so I had to look abroad and realizing what the cost would be my only solution was to build it myself oh wow so yeah so I bought plans from a, a, a gentleman a naval architect in the UK that mm-hmm. specializes in ocean rowing boats and then I bought the boat in my front garden here in Cape Town. Wow, and and you really trusted in your in your engineering skills that much that you would roll well, <laughs> for three months on something you built. <laughs> yeah, I was a bit doubtful. Uh, I was relating the story the other day. The previous time that I did epoxy work was to try and build a shower in my house, <laughs> and that failed miserably. Uh, but I did have some advice from uh, uh, friends and uh, other boat builders. Uh, Wayne Robertson has also done a row. Uh, he's a, 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 he builds yachts, so he yes. gave me lots of advice on epoxy work. But I was concerned when I went into my first storm, uh, which was about this time last year uh, off the, the African coast. Yeah. And for three days I was in a mega storm. And when, when I came out the other side, I said, okay, my boat, boat building skills w- was okay. This boat <laughs> is going to stay afloat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely a test of, uh, of of endurance, I must say. Now, w- when you go on such things, how do you, because I can, solitude is one thing, you know, and having a moment to just quietly sit and reflect on your life and take it all in is beautiful. Um, again, I put the, the disclaimer out there that to us mere mortals, we can only do that for so many days before we start going crazy being by ourselves. How do you overcome sort of all of that, those mental challenges and mental hurdles uh, that you might uh, encounter for like three months on the ocean by yourself? You know, it's it's, it's the same um, as, as setting the goals. It's all about the goals that you set. So, so once you've set that goal and it's, it's started taking on a life and an energy of itself, yes. that is what sustains you mm-hmm. when you go through, through those times. Uh, 
and it was tough. It, it was way more tough than I thought it would be. But but having that goal to to sustain you, mm. um, you know, and and I knew. Uh, once I departed, I, I had a, a, a first departure on the 5th of December, mm. and then I had the storm that blew me back to Cape Town, okay. and then I finally departed on the 19th of December last year. Okay. And once I did that second departure, I, I, I knew that I would finish it uh, regardless, no, mm. no matter what challenges came my way, but it was all because of the goals that, that I had set uh, and, and what I wanted to, to achieve from the row. Um, so that is what sustains us during our tough and our challenging times. Mm, mm. You know, and, and I think it's, we, we are living in incredibly challenging times. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for everybody out there that are going through tough times, we can sustain and we can survive that as long as we know where we are going and, and what we want to achieve with our lives and, and for ourselves. Mm. As long as we have that set in our minds, uh, you know, this, Thing COVID that's been driving us crazy for the past two years mm. just becomes a passing challenge that's part of what grows our characters and makes us stronger. Yeah, I mean, listen, Zach, you are you are far better individual than me. I don't have the grit. Um, you know, I I don't think I could ever do it. Uh, but I mean, look at you now, almost well, seventy days uh, out in the ocean doing your solo row, setting a world record as the first South African to row uh, from the uh, South Transatlantic all by himself um, and unsupported by any safety craft. Which lets me wonder what happens thank god nothing happened but what happens if something did happen were there like some safety guidelines that you put in place uh you know when you outlined your plan were you are you checking in at particular points and if you haven't checked in at a particular time are there protocols that must then be initiated that are triggered to just make sure that you're still on track yeah there's various things you know and i think we have it um Quite comfortable, quite comfortable and safe in, in this day and age mm. with technology. So I had a satellite tracker that sent out my position every hour that okay. my shore support team was tracking. Uh, and then I also had on my satellite phone, I had an SOS function mm-hmm. plus an, an EPIRP. So an EPIRP is an emergency position indication radiating beacon okay. that would activate if it ended up in the water, in, in salt water. Uh-huh. And there's uh, the, the Maritime Search and Rescue Organization is very well established. Mm. So if any ship or yacht or boat out at sea gets in distress, there's an international organization that is activated to to send the closest ship to come to your aid, and, mm-hmm. and there's, there's various things. Um, so that was the least of my concerns. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had to also explain to my children before I left because they were very concerned about my safety. So mm. I explained to them exactly how that worked. And the reality is that that really becomes a, a, a non-event when you know that there's an international organization that takes care of the safety of mariners at sea. Yeah, uh, it's all that experience again, uh, 17 years in, in the naval uh, forces. Absolutely. Yes, awesome. most definitely, yes. Oh, Zach, I can't, like, I can't wait. I think there's a movie in there, there's a book in there, or something in there. <laughs> yeah, know? I'm actually, I've, I've been distracted from writing the book because life happened. Yes. But uh, as we're chatting, I'm sitting with my laptop on my lap. I'm, I'm halfway through writing the book, and it was actually a good time to, to process all my 
emotional and mental and spiritual experiences. Yeah. So, uh, yes, hopefully the book will be done by end of January and uh, then we'll get it out, published and, and out on the bookshelves. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much for taking the call this morning. Uh, it's been uh, such fun getting to uh, chat to you. Uh, setting the world record, by the way, as the first South African to do a uh, transatlantic uh, solo cross on his uh, rowboat um, and taking a uh, 70 days to get it done with 7,200 kilometers between Cape Town and Rio de Janeiro. It's half past seven o'clock right here on Jet Set Breakfast.